1: If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required.
2: This is The Busted. Open. Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Bite Nation Channel 156.
3: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I break down everything. From SummerSlam weekend. What took place at NXT TakeOver, especially the main event between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. And, of course, what took place at SummerSlam in Toronto. What was the match of the night? Do we have a new Universal Champion? Brock Lesnar going up against Seth Rollins. Becky Lynch and Natalya, did they steal the show? Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. Everything that took place in Toronto, including our broadcast at the Rec Room. We do it right here on the Busted Open Podcast. We heard it at the Rec Room yesterday afternoon. We asked the crowd that was that came to our show, who were they rooting for, Brock or Seth? And we mentioned Seth Rollins. The whole Ooh. Rec Room booed, and they cheered Brock. Now, it was a little bit more 50-50, I thought, in Toronto, though I would say the majority of the fans last night were booing Seth Rollins. Those boos turned to cheers by the end of that match because it wasn't so much about picking and choosing and who you're going with. That crowd last night bought into the story between Seth and Brock.
4: They did. That was
3: a story last night. And at the beginning of the story, you hated Seth Rollins, and by the end of that story, you love Seth Rollins. And now you perceive Seth and Brock in completely different ways after that match. Brock is vulnerable. Now, Seth has beaten Brock, Two times. Really two matches in a row. I understand the cash-in and everything else, but that was after a battle at Extreme Rules. WrestleMania 35 and what we saw at SummerSlam, Seth now took down that beast twice. He is truly the beast slayer, Seth Rollins, and he won over that crowd. And you know what? I never want to hear anyone say that Brock Lesnar is not good in the ring or Brock Lesnar is not a good wrestler. He can't
4: wrestle. he's, He's... He's a he's a guy that can uh bully people but but he can't wrestle. You can put that shit to bed. Yep. Brock went out there and performed at the highest level and elevated the opponent like anybody that I've ever seen. I mean, you could put him up there with the greats because that was one of those matches where he helped catapult Seth into where he is today. And and that is being not only being a champion, but how we perceive him as a guy that just double tough. I mean, you you got broken ribs and coughing up blood one week and then you go out there and you have a performance like you did. I mean, I mean there was a point where Brock grabbed Seth and swung him around like he was a 2-year-old child. Yep. By the tape. And you know how that tape had to dig into his body, supporting his weight and turning in the air, creating centrifugal force and doubling and tripling, quadrupling the, the pressure against his body? Like that, That it was, man, he survived something that a lot of people, I, I should guarantee you, would have tapped out. And Mark, I love what you just said about catapulted
3: Seth Rollins, because you got to give credit to the WWE here. A lot of fans have been negative about Seth. We've seen it on social media. There's been a change. Now, if Seth would have lost that match last night, nothing would have changed. It probably would have gotten worse, and people would have booed Seth Rollins at the end of that match. Even more. Yep. But what they did is they said, this is the guy that we love. This is the guy that we feel could be champion, could be the face of this show putting a lot of confidence into Seth Rollins. And you know what? The proof is in the pudding. They proved that this is the guy to get behind, and they proved it in just that match. I mean, that is, again, the beauty of pro wrestling, buying into the story, buying into the competitive nature of what pro wrestling is. That's what those guys did between the ropes last night. And we're we're asking the question which match was better, technically which match was better. I'll tell you what. I don't care what anybody says. That was one of the best stories that I've seen in pro wrestling in quite some time. And Brock and Seth proved how damn good each one of those guys are.
4: And you talk about the storytelling. The positioning of Brock putting himself in a position for Seth to have success is an art. You have to be able to really understand what it is you're trying to portray and and relayed to the fan base. And they did that last night at least several times. At least three times I can think of right off the top of my head where Brock put himself in a position for Seth to have success. And even with the dives and the catch, like that was one of my favorite spots in the match because it gave Seth a time to, you know, sell, but... Say, you know what? Screw it. If I'm going to do it, I might as well go all out. And he yep. went all out. He got caught. And it was one of those where Brock and Seth both had to sell. Like, that was the thing about it. Like, when was the last time we saw a match where Brock actually had the opportunity to sell at the same time that the person that he was beating up was selling? Not. It didn't happen. I mean, one time in the match with him and Daniel Bryan. But for the most part, three times or more in a match. Yeah. Like, it was a long match. Like, they really put in some time. And when you put in a a lot of time and tell a story, uh, you have to have multiple... Points
3: and us being there, I don't know. I don't know exact time in the match. I'm going to look it up quick to see exactly how long that match was. 13 minutes and 25 seconds for Brock Lesnar. That's a that's a lengthy match because yeah. most of the time we look at him, you know, six seven minute match for him to go about 14 minutes and tell that kind of story. And it was like like you said, it was a wave. It, it went yeah, it waves. Went up and down. It, yeah, it went up and down. That was again, I thought a beauty between Seth and Brock Lesnar. And this is where you also have to credit Paul. Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman tells a story with his facial expressions outside that ring and I can't wait to go back and watch this on TV because being in the arena as soon as that match was over I looked at, at Paul Heyman and you saw first the shock then you saw the disappointment and then you actually saw anger in Paul Heyman's and within a matter of seconds it went from those three emotions pretty quickly that tells a story unto itself. And again, what's going to be the story coming out? of what, what, What's the Brock Lesnar we're going to see on Raw I, I don't or possibly I don't, SmackDown?
4: Dave, I don't know if it was anger. I think it was frustration. He wanted Brock to finish him. And there was a point where Brock was like, I'm going to play with my food. And that is what frustrated him. I don't know if it was anger. He didn't never at one point go, damn it, Brock, do it, finish him. He never got there because he knows that Brock can easily turn and go, what did you say? And that there's a fear Mm -hmm. surrounding Brock. And it translates to the crowd even with his own manager.
3: Yeah, and and again, just the the way the crowd reacted and to turn that crowd, that's an art form to me, to be able to turn the crowd like they did last night. Like that was what you call the work. And I think now moving forward, the WWE universe is going to look at Seth Rollins in a completely different way. Because all the doubts that the fans have had, all the doubts that I have had. Now, there's got to be the follow-up. I mean, what are we going to get from Seth Rollins on Raw? But I've always said on this show that he just didn't have it. He was missing something. This guy couldn't be the face. He set that foundation last night. We saw hints of it before, but I think he really set a strong foundation in what we saw last night. I'm very, very interested what the follow-up is going to be with Seth Rollins.
4: I think, and, and it's just my opinion, I want my champion to look smart. I, I want him not just to be an unbelievable talent, to be resilient. I want him to be smart. So tonight... You walk out, you hold a title over your head. I would not go out to that ring without a chair in my hand, a baseball bat, a sledgehammer, or something. Look, I'm holding this title over my head, and I'm keeping it. I earned it. I worked hard. I sacrificed for it. I'll be damned if I let Brock Lesnar come out here tonight and lay me to waste like he did the last two weeks before SummerSlam. He's got to do something like that to give himself that edge and make people go, oh, he ain't playing. Because that, if you go out there unarmed, knowing that Brock could come out there any time, then you're putting yourself at a deficit. And I, I, I want to see the guy be smarter than that. You know what, Mark? I, I
3: got to disagree with you here. Because I think that Seth proved last night he doesn't need the chair. He doesn't need to low blow. I think last night he proved that, you know what? I could do it my way, on my terms. I'm good enough to not need all that extra stuff. I'm good enough to beat Brock Lesnar anytime I want. Now, did I have to use a chair? Yes. Did I have to use a low blow to beat him? But he didn't need that last night. Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar last night.
4: He proved a lot to me. He did. I mean, he, he, he definitely did. And I can see what you're saying, but I also... Look at it from a different standpoint. He's not a hundred percent, and you know we we joked and jest with with Dolph Ziggler and and Goldberg. And He's like, oh, it's, you know, any man could beat somebody twice, you know, like. <laughs> but I, I think that in a real form, like he didn't get lucky either time. It wasn't by accident that he beat Brock, but. Did he do it the smartest way? No, he did it off sweat and toughness. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you just got to be more cunning and more smart and, and, and figure that stuff out.
2: Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app.
3: You know, we talk about these NXT takeovers and how strong they are. Mark, you said it to me right after the show on Saturday. Man, that main roster's got to up their game because that was one hell of a show we saw from that NXT roster on Saturday.
4: Dave, I, I left there Saturday night after the main event thinking, oh, my God, this was great. And then I went, oh, my God. SummerSlam has to live up to this. Mm-hmm. And it was, at first it was kind of, I, I, I thought, wow, it's going to be hard. But then I said, you know what, I know what this company is and I know what the roster is going to feel like. They did not want to come out of this weekend and people say, wow, NXT was better than the main roster and they st- everybody stepped up. There was not one match that didn't step up and do what they the best that they could do with where the spot that they were in. If you had to choose which show do you think was the best of the weekend? I think overall, the main roster show, SummerSlam was the best. Um but there were two matches that could have been on the main pay-per-view. And The main event, Johnny and Adam Cole, like that that match holds up against any match on any show, on any promotion, any pay-per-view that I've seen this year. You tell me a match that you could just say, you know what, that's so much better than this. I I can't find one. That's, that's like head and shoulders above that match. That match was great. It really was. And uh, Brock and, and Seth last night was a great match. Awesome. And awesome. I, I, I had to, in the poll, I had to give it to Seth and Brock because mm-hmm. of the, all the implications and um, not, not just the implications, but the, the finish. And uh, the the story that they told, but as far as the work rate and um, the endurance, I would have to say Johnny and Cole. That that match was they were equally as good. And if it was if it was fifty fifty, I would be like, okay, I get it.
3: Yeah, I would probably for me. I would say that Cole and Gargano were the was the match of the weekend for me. And as far as the best show, I'd probably have to give it to SummerSlam. And that's not taking anything away from NXT TakeOver. Because I thought both shows were phenomenal. And you know what, too, that I liked about SummerSlam? And it may sound something small. It may sound a little bit different. But I'm glad that the show was over by 1030 Eastern Time last night. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that we didn't get that show that went after 11 and we're kind of looking at our watches saying, all right, when are we going to wrap this up? I kind of like the fact that, you know, you left that arena wanting more. And I, and I felt the same way after NXT. When that show was over, I was like, man, I, I want more wrestling. And I felt the same way after SummerSlam. That's how you want to leave a show. You don't want to leave a show tired and say, all right, I'm exhausted. I've had enough. Or you're getting close to the main event and you're saying, all right, when are we going to wrap this up? Like, I got to be honest. I felt that way during WrestleMania 35. I did not feel that way when it came to SummerSlam. Home run for the WWE this entire weekend.
4: Oh, not just a home run. This this is one of those. This is goes back. To the to the days where they were hitting balls out like hotcakes. Yeah, I mean this was Mark McGuire's Sammy Sosa, part two weekend. This ball fell in the parking lot. Oh my god! Yeah, it hit the, somebody's windshield. Is cracked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this cracked the windshield, Dave. And
3: you know what? You look at the cards, both top to bottom, but like look at NXT. What we saw in that tag match between the Street Profits and Undisputed Era, fantastic. Io Shirai and Candice LeRae, tremendous. Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Velveteen Dream, superstar. I was saying that, I was sitting there with Alex, and I just said at the end of that matchup, man, Velveteen Dream, superstar. Superstar.
4: Superstar with a Pompadour haircut. Shayna Baszler, Mia Yim, uh, a little underwhelming for me. But the finish of that match, and, and, and that's the only thing that. Uh, brother said earlier was the finish that Shayna baszler she sold that arm she told the story the story was great yep and she had to finish her with a submission and that submission she used with her legs because she couldn't use her arm and she got her in it but couldn't hold her and that that was that was uh that was impressive to be able to tell the story and get the submission in and and you know like Put him to sleep.
3: Now, this is just me as a viewer watching that match. Now, Mia Yim is somebody who has a tremendous story. Uh, NXT has done a, a great job telling you that story. Did you find that Mia Yim and maybe even Shayna Baszler, to a certain extent, were blown up early in that match? And do you think nerves may have gotten the best of Mia Yim on Saturday?
4: I think so. I think that you know, it takes wh- it takes a while to get used to that that pressure and that uh, that that spot on the card and everybody's not, you know, you got to have a referee in there sometimes telling you, Hey, you may want to take a breath, breathe. You know, like that's what the veterans do. Yeah. You know, I've, I've turned to Scott Armstrong before in the match and he looked at me and said, breathe. And you go, Oh, okay, good. And you hit that second win, and you're fine. But like, it takes, you know, a veteran to be able to know, what it is it takes to be a champion. And um, these are young people still. Like, they have a lot of time to go. Yep. And I, I'm not going to rush them. I'm going to let them, you know, take their lumps and learn how to exist in the in the match and how to be able to evolve to being a main event caliber wrestler. So this is interesting, Mark, because I'm glad
3: you, you relayed that story. So there's been times where you're in the ring where I guess your thought process or nerves where you're just, you don't have a, a breathing pattern going
4: on in the ring. And I, I would think in any kind of athletic competition, breathing is key. Oh, it is. I mean, that's, that's something that, I mean, the old timers, like, you know, people will say, Oh, rest hold." There's no such thing as a rest hold. You're working constantly while you're out there. The hold is to establish that the heel is in control and allows the baby face to battle back from adversity. That no, it's no such thing as a rest hole. I mean, you, you look at Randy Orton. I, I don't know if I've seen anybody in the modern area of wrestling that would work a hold more than Randy Orton. And when you're in that and you come out of it, the crowd should be with the baby face. In those times, sometimes you get caught up in, in the work and you're not breathing. So you have to be able to, you know, at some point go, oh, man, take a deep breath and relax. And, you know, you hear mixed martial artists talk about uh, being caught in a choke and relaxing and allowing yourself to wiggle out because it's easier to fight your way out when you're relaxed and you can actually, you know, get a breath than if you're tight and you're choking your own self as well as having somebody else choke you at the same time. And I would
3: think that's difficult to do because you got like, you're in a panic situation. And maybe there was a time during that match that Mia Yim was in a panic situation just based by the nerves. 15,000 fans, that entrance that she had, you know, she probably felt a little bit of pressure as well. Because now she's in, you know, one of the main events on, on a major takeover, a major show. That's a lot to ask from somebody that's never been in that position before. It
4: is. And and I hope that she learns something from it. And she'll be better next time. Let's go out
3: to Robbie in South Carolina. Robbie, what did you think of the shows this weekend? Uh, first of all,
0: I think that both was excellent. It's hard to call uh, which one was better? I think it's a 50-50. Um, Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne, they're beasts. Love those guys. Um, only thing I can say is that no title changes on NXT threw me off a little bit. And I was a little disappointed that none of the hometown heroes won at SummerSlam. I was thinking it would have been great if they had like a uh, moment like Eddie Guerrero and Crisp and wild with Natty coming out with Trish with them both winning the fireworks and uh and confetti or whatnot. Um, and then on a personal note, Mark, you're way better than me. Cause when I heard them uh the name of the donuts, the going hole donuts, I was, I had to not today Satan face <laughs> listening to the radio. <laughs> 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 and uh and uh I'd have been like, hey, I'm allergic to coconut. But I appreciate the offer. And, uh, hey, guys, I don't want this to go to waste. I'm offering these off to you guys. But, uh, again, both shows were phenomenal. Nothing nothing really to complain about. But uh, thank you, guys. Great show. Love you, guys. I'll take
4: your comments off here. Thank man, you, Robbie. you, too, man. Appreciate it.
3: Yeah, Robbie's a good caller and a loyal nation member. And I disagree with him. First of all, you did get, you know, a Canadian he- return, Canadian hero and Kevin Owens, you know, with that match with Shane McMahon. I mean, you know, the reaction after that match was tremendous. So you had a bit of a moment. I'm sorry, you can't have Trish beat Charlotte. You know, Trish is coming out of retirement. She's in that match. You know, I mean, obviously trying to defend her era in pro wrestling. You can't have... Trish beat Charlotte Flair. Somebody at the top of their game. You you could not have that happen on Sunday, Mark, right?
4: No, you can't have Trish come in and put a loss on the best female wrestler. Can't do it. uh, In the world today. I mean, um, let's give Trish some credit, though. Trish took some bumps in that match that I would not have done. I'm telling you, even in my prime. That that match that bump off the apron to the floor yeah shoot man that's that's a career ender (laughs) like it was I was so amazed that she was still able to do all the things that she was able to do in her career when she was in her prime and Charlotte can is is there any chance that we'll ever see anybody as good as her? I don't know, man. Man, when she just walk into the ring is more is she seems more graceful, more confident. And when she starts to work, you see Charlotte build. Her matches build. And she she's there's never a stagnant point in a match. And just like Randy Orton, from a female perspective, she's the best at working holes in the business. There's nobody, there's nobody that can touch her. And she needed to get that win because there was there was uh times this year where I thought that Charlotte was misused. I thought that you Charlotte, said that before. Yeah, That 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 she is, has had some uh underwhelming finishes. Always great matches, never got the boo-boo face. She did business. And she deserves a lot of respect for that because there's a lot of main event talent. That will not take a back seat to everybody else because they just feel like they're getting lost in the sauce. She is so great that you can do whatever you want with her and you can't you can't she's Teflon. You can't kill her. You can't touch her. Because you know at some point she's gonna be back on top again. Yes. It's just like it's do whatever you like. She she's that good. And there's nobody else, male or female, that's remotely close to undamaging as Charlotte is. I agree with you. And the perfect person to be in the ring with Trish last night. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you. And everybody thought, like, at the end of that match, that Trish was going to go over. Everybody did. And if anybody says, oh, it didn't look like it, they're lying. Because that, that thing, it looked like Trish was coming in. And when she hit Stratisfaction, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then Charlotte kicked out. And I was like, oh. Like I mean, they got me, and that's and there's been several times in the pay per view last night. Seth and Brock did it. Kofi and, and Randy did it, and and you, it was it was not one of the matches that we thought was going to be the best match on the card. But you look at at the Fiend, the Fiend and Finn. They did it. Every match had something, had a point where... It looked like that person was going to go over, and they didn't.
1: If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. Series XM, no car required.
3: And even more than the win, Mark, I think what most impressed everybody in Toronto last night was that entrance
4: by the fiend, Bray Wyatt. It was. It was like really, really unbelievable. And there were so many elements in that match that I thought was very positive. I, I thought at one point when Bray Wyatt had Finn sitting, he, he, it looked like he broke his neck. He, he grabbed him and turned his head, and I was like, wow. Like that, that, man, that was horrifying. But nothing as horrifying as seeing him walk down that ramp with a skull with the eyes so shut and the mouth open with the lantern inside the head. Ah, uh, man. Like it was, it was hard to look at, but I had to do it. <laughs> And I survived it. I did not have a nightmare last night, and I hope that I don't. But I was very excited to see how it was going to play out. And Bully Ray said, "Man, I don't want to see him walk down the ramp. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know if I want to see him have a match yet. I like the way they did it. I think that um, at some point they're going to have to have him." Like disappear, like he disappeared at the end in the finish, uh, right in the middle of the match. Because there's, if so, somebody's going to start handing it to him at some point, and he's going to have to be able to disappear and play ha ha with people. Not ha but you know, put put the fear in him, the mind games to him.
3: Yeah, I mean, that entrance was phenomenal. You still got the fireflies like you did when yeah. it was just the Wyatt family. And like you said, that lantern with Bray Wyatt's head. You know, it's Bray Wyatt's head with the, like you said, the eyes sewn shut and the mouth wide open and the light coming out. I mean, I thought that was absolutely tremendous. The mask is, is phenomenal. And I I think we all waited to see what he was going to be like in the ring. And he dominated Finn Balor. I mean, Finn Balor's a highly skilled competitor. He made short work from him, and like you said, he's in the middle of the ring. The lights go off, and then all of a sudden, you see him at the top of that entrance ramp. Very impressed from what we saw from Bray Wyatt, the fiend last night. The fiend,
4: man, just really, really good work, solid work too. And 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 everybody was excited about it, and they we got what we wanted, and that's that's usually. Um, a good sign when you start getting what you want as a fan, that means that they're listening. And speaking of the fiend, let's go out to Mark in Canada who wants to talk about
3: Bray Wyatt. What's on your mind, Mark?
5: Hey, how's it going guys? Good morning. Good morning, Mark. It's a pleasure to meet Mark Henry on the phone. It's awesome. Sexual chocolate. Great. Uh, Yeah. The fiend was amazing. I thought that was unbelievable. I'm glad how we didn't have to see him walk out, uh, they kept that aura of, uh, aura of mystique and scariness and just a big fan. I'm glad they didn't, uh, they didn't botch it at all, anything like that. And, yeah, it was a great pay-per-view.
3: Yeah, and, and Mark, like again, like a lot of times as fans, we're looking for the bottom to fall, the other shoe to drop, whatever you want to say, whatever cliche you want to say. Sometimes as fans relax and just watch the show play out. Don't expect the worst. Expect the best. And because that's what we got from the WWE this weekend. Let's go out to CB in Baltimore. CB, what did you want to say about this weekend?
0: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, this uh, paper redeemed my uh, confidence back in WWE. I called last week and I said I wasn't that impressed with it. But after watching NXT, after watching the main event and everything last night, I think WWE is definitely going to go back to being to where they need to be number one in the wrestling genre. So I have a question for Mark Henry or for Dave. I'm ready to see people like Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream go to the main roster. I would love to see Velveteen Dream against Seth Rollins. Can I get some insight on that, guys? Thank you. I love you. You're the best.
4: Thanks, Appreciate you, Dave. you man. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that there are guys, and I mentioned this to Alex and Dave yesterday, I think that there's guys on raw and SmackDown that need to go to NXT. They're finna launch on Fox sports just in a a few days. So like in that time, they need to establish not only the top of the card, but the middle of the card. And we need to make sure that, um, that show succeeds at all costs. And, it's going to be its own brand. It's not yes. the third brand. It's not a developmental franchise anymore. NXT Takeover is a legitimate, bona fide wrestling brand. Mark, I couldn't say it better myself. This is this is another brand for
3: the WWE. It's Raw. It's SmackDown. It's NXT. And if you're on FS1 and you're going to be live on FS1, I'm sorry. This isn't a show that's, that's taped for an hour on the WWE network anymore. You can't look at this as a developmental association anymore. And, and Mark is 100% right. You got to make sure that that brand is, is stocked. So if, if I'm the WWE, why would I? You, Mark, this is where the discussion ends about, like, after pay-per-views and takeovers. All right, who's moving over to the main
4: roster? All these shows are on the main roster now. Yeah, they're all. And you could drop the NXT. NXT was kind of an abbreviation for next, like who's going to come in the future. Well, the hell with that. They're TakeOver now. They should drop the NXT, call the show TakeOver, and then go from there. And then, you know, we, listen, we, we, we're not even talking about all the people that we didn't see. We didn't see Braun Strowman, we didn't see Drew McIntyre. Like we, there, there was so many guys that we didn't see that we could have saw at this pay per view. Think about it. You just mentioned Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre, right?
3: No Roman Reigns, no Roman Reigns, no Daniel Bryan, yeah, no Oscar. Like they're major, major players. Think about it, major. No Shinsuke Nakamura last night. Oh yeah, could have been six or
4: eight people.
3: That, I mean, like you could have built a pay per view just on the wrestlers that weren't, that weren't on SummerSlam last that's night. Right,
4: that's right. And and those, a lot of spots are going to open up when they start this programming, and, and people need to stop looking at it as being the third brand, because there's no, there's really no one and two. We call it one and two because Raw came first, but there's no drop off in 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 the difference between Raw and SmackDown. The talent level is the same. Yep, and I think that right now. With with the way the main event performed at Takeover, that Takeover is just as important as Raw or SmackDown. It's just I mean it's my opinion, and you can say different, but it don't mean that I'm going to listen. No, Mark, you said it live on
3: FS1 every Wednesday for two hours. You're going to need as many top stars as you possibly can have. You're going to need
4: at least 10 more people on that on that roster.
3: Yeah. You, so what Mark said at the beginning of his statement is absolutely true. Don't look at it as who's leaving NXT to go to Raw or SmackDown. You might be looking at who's going to leave Raw and
4: SmackDown. And go to NXT or go to TakeOver. Whatever, whatever they, whatever call, they it. call it. Whatever they call it. Change the
3: name, I don't care. I agree with you, because when you think of NXT, you think of next, and it's no longer next, it's now.
2: Like what you're hearing, catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, or on demand with the SiriusXM app.
3: What a match. What a great way to send off. Trish, already a WWE Hall of Famer. And again, as you said earlier, Mark, nobody does it better than Charlotte Flair.
4: Nobody does it better than Charlotte Flair, but Trish, like, if you didn't respect her, then you should now. Because you you got to see somebody that's a Hall of Famer, that's been retired, came back out of retirement, and put on a match that uh, maybe only the top percent, maybe two or three percent of the women in wrestling today can hold a match with Charlotte Flair like that,
3: and Charlotte, what a great job! I mean, I mean, just phenomenal. There's nobody better to put in the ring with Trish because Trish has been out. Let's face it, Trish is you know she's a Hall of Famer. I see that over five years ago she became a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know she's been gone from the ring for a while. You know we saw her as part of Evolution, but this is completely different to be in the ring, you know, with somebody like Charlotte Flair and just a just phenomenal just to see what took place in that ring at SummerSlam very very proud of what a Hall of Famer was able to do and it's just it's just great to see that match and i thought a great showing by both charlotte and trish and you look at the length of the match as well pretty lengthy match for somebody who is hasn't been in the ring
4: over 16 minutes Trish was in the ring against Charlotte Flair last night. And not one, one moment in that match was dull. Not one. They, they had everybody from beginning to end.
5: And think
3: about it, Mark. You figure Trish hasn't has been in. You don't know her, her conditioning. I know she has, she has her yoga, but there's, that doesn't mean your in-ring conditioning is going to be up to it. But she showed it. That could have easily been a six- or seven-minute match, and nobody would have complained. The fact they put them in the ring for almost 17 minutes last night, and she held up in that ring, I mean, nothing but monster kudos to Trish Stratus, a legend, a Hall of Famer. And one day we're going to say be saying the same thing about Charlotte Flair. We're going to be talking about her being a legend and a Hall of Famer as well. Let's go out to Jason in St. Louis. Jason, what did you want to say about this weekend?
5: Dave McGrecah, how are you, my friend? Mark Ginny, What's up,
3: Jason? Place? Jason, where the hell have you been?
5: Listen, you guys have gotten so popular, I try to call in all the time, and the damn phone line's busy. Constantly.
3: You know what? That's what happens when you're great.
4: I know. Well, you're not so great. It popped me. (laughs) They just popped me. Oh, that was great. What
5: I want to talk about is, LaGreca, thanks to you, you've turned me on to so much other wrestling. I've been watching WWE since I've been a kid, and it just felt flat. But last night got me back into (laughs) WWE. The storylines they all told, I mean, everything. It was just it's an amazing pay-per-view from top to bottom. The way that they, the story, it kept you on the edge of your seat the entire time. And, LaGreca, my biggest complaint with you is how can you now not say that Brock Lesnar is the best worker in the business and sells for anybody?
4: Whoa, 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 easy. Easy. I mean, he had a great performance last night. He's great. And he's not he, the best. He's one, of the, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of this modern era. But like you know, there's some guys, man. You you can't you can't start you can't say that he's the best ever. Come on. Well,
5: he's not on the Mount Rushmore, but well, yeah. I mean, well, you just said how you, said you just it.
3: called me out and you asked me, well, how can you not say he's not the best? And now, like you're saying, like, well, he's not the Mount Rushmore. I mean, right. he he's amazing. Can't we just say he's amazing? He's not the best.
5: He is amazing, and he sells He's amazing. For he sells for anybody. And these people that want to complain and bitch about Brock Lesnar, he will sell for anybody. And he showed it last night how he sold for Seth Rollins.
3: I, I agree. We agree. you
4: selling for Seth Rollins.
3: Jason, let me ask you a question. Why does everything have to be a fight with you? Why can't you just call in and say, you know what, LaGreca? You told Brock and you said Mark and you, you had a great conversation about how Brock is great. I agree with you guys. Brock is amazing. He's great. Why does everything and every time you call in, you have to start a fight? No, he's because great, McGregor. Well, why don't you say he's hot?
5: He's the best ever. I just said he was great. That should be good enough for you. There it is, the McGregor rant. Everybody loves the McGregor rant. I know Everything's I gotta be a fight. Why
3: can't <laughs> we agree? Are you married?
5: I am married, Mark. Fight out? with your wife
3: then. Fight <laughs> with no, your no, wife.
5: Happy wife, happy life. Ah, uh, that, that like you know what? LeGreca, or just like J- the beautiful Violetta.
3: Jason, you know what? There, I agree with you. Happy wife, happy life. You're 100% you right. And Jason, I will agree with you on this, and thanks so much for the phone call, because you're absolutely right. And that is that Brock is great. Brock is phenomenal for m-
4: multiple reasons. Well, One, AJ is phenomenal. All
3: right,
4: I'll think Brock of Brock is right. damn good, he, though.
3: He is. On multiple levels, Mark, because in-ring... Without question, he's a great wrestler. Yes, sir.
4: There's no weakness.
3: Phenomenal build, amazing shape, great conditioning, has a presence that few wrestlers in the WWE have. You look at him in awe. That's a guy you see, and he screams pro wrestler, screams superstar. He gets mainstream attention. He's a mainstream superstar. You don't necessarily have to be a wrestling fan to know who Brock Lesnar is. No, not at all. And in that re- in that respect, I am glad that Brock Lesnar is sticking around. And now that he's no longer a quote unquote part timer, it's hard for me now to hate on Brock Lesnar.
4: You can't hate him. Did we see him you last night?
3: Got respect him. Yep, we saw him last night. We saw him at the pay per view before that. We saw him at the pay per view before that one. Hard to complain about Brock Lesnar right now. Hard it to is. complain. And
4: anybody that's complaining about Brock now, they they they're hating. It's not complaining, it's hating. I agree with you. Let's go out to Dave in South Florida. Dave, what did you want to say about NXT, buddy?
6: Hey, what's up, guys? Great show, great show. I just got a question for you and Mark. Who was more over at the rec room? Was it Violetta or was it Hansi? Because was he loved loved you guys at that show yesterday.
3: What do you think, Mark? Who was more over at the rec room? Was it Violetta, Violetta. or was it Hansi?
4: Violetta, she she got the chance. Yeah, Violetta
3: got a chance.
4: Hansy was waving his yeah. arms like, "Give me some love," and they 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 said, oh, "Hey, Hansy." And I
3: but I will say this: both Violetta and Hansy were posing for pictures. Like there were there were people asking for pictures with Hansy. Oh yeah. So Hansy was over last night, but I think Violetta was more over.
6: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to comment. I think that Leo. I know that Joe in North Carolina already um, stated it, that the Leo Shirai. Candace Larray matchup, I think, was one of the best, if not top two in the whole weekend. Those girls are amazing. Uh, Shirai has amazing charisma and personality. And that moveset between both competitors, uh, that just had me awestruck and blown away. Just your thoughts on that, guys?
3: Yeah, breakout performance from Candace too. You know, really. I mean, they showed something. And now being up in front of 15,000 people. Now, as far as I know, when we when we see what you ca- are calling takeover on FS1 starting in October, I don't think they're going to be each and every week at full sale. I think they're going to be at different locations. That's going to be really good to really kind of show off what that roster is like. I'm glad they're going to be at different locations and I'm glad we have a quote unquote third brand for the WWE. Let's go out to Jerry in Richmond. Jerry, what do you want to say about SummerSlam?
6: Hey guys, just, uh, I wanted to talk about wrestling in general this weekend. And I think my last thing is going to kind of maybe send you over to edge, Dave, but number one, I think Dolph and Goldberg was great. Dolph, just played his role and went. He got over. Like y'all were talking about people getting over earlier. He didn't go over, but he got over. He did what he was supposed to do. That was great. I think that there are better opportunities with the title on Brock than there are with the title on Seth. I'm kind of flat on Seth. I, I just don't know, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, but I am. Uh, my, now get ready for this one, Dave. You're putting over this Trish and Charlotte match. And to me, I think it was the drizzling shits. I feel that Trish showed her ring rust. Her timing was off. She was slow and out of place. Charlotte did not need that match. Charlotte has built her own legacy, her own brand. She didn't need a match with Trish. That, in my opinion, knocked Charlotte down to a lower level.
3: Well, I mean Jerry and Jerry, thanks for the phone call. I'm not going to go nuts on 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 your call cuz there's a couple of things I agree with, but I definitely disagree with what you said about Trish and Charlotte. First of all, I didn't look at this match, Mark, as like, oh, this is a way to get Charlotte to the next level. Charlotte's already at the ultimate level. I don't think anybody, I don't think Charlotte needs anybody or any kind of rub to get over. She's already there. I think this was like Bully said earlier last week, a special attraction match. This was just kind of like a cool match at SummerSlam, a good way to send off Trish in front of that hometown Toronto crowd. And I'll go back and watch it on TV. But being there live, I didn't think at all that Trish was slow. I didn't see many missed spots. No. Or anything. I didn't. Now I got to go back and watch it on TV. But I think it's kind of strong to call it the drizzling shits. That's that's yeah. that's strong to say something. I didn't like see that.
4: nothing that was the drizzling shits this weekend. No, not one, sh- not no. one match, not uh, open, not uh, uh, promo in the back that they showed on. On there was nothing that was that was below board. Not one thing. That's that's when you're starting to like you know, kind of you know shoot your mouth off. And you want to know something? You also have to go by crowd reaction. If a
3: match is that bad, you're going to hear boring chants or boos. As a matter of fact, during that match, we heard this is awesome chants from that crowd in Toronto. So that match was by, was by far not even close to the Drizzling Yeah, you can't chants.
4: have a this is awesome chant in a match that's a Drizzling shit. Yeah. You can't; those don't even go together.
3: And again, I think you got to look at it in a way that that's not meant to put Charlotte over. Charlotte is already there, so
4: Charlotte don't need us to put her over. No, Charlotte is over. Yeah, she is. Uh, Okay, name name five people that's more over than Charlotte Flair in the wrestling industry. I'll wait. (laughs) Mm, Oh, the time is just flying by. There is not. There's not five people that's that's more over than Charlotte Flair. Get out of here. And uh, listen, I've said it before, and I've
3: gotten killed. I think Charlotte Flair is the best wrestler on the roster.
4: I think that she can start wrestling the men.
3: Yeah. And if and if she's not, if you disagree with me and say she's not the best, she's top five, men and women. I'm not just talking about the women's roster. Men and women. She's top. She's probably top three. I think she's number one. And as far as Seth Rollins, I know, Pete, now you're kind of looking at me. kind of. I swear, that's what I feel. Then you look at Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins, he said that he doesn't think Seth Rollins is there. He thinks Seth Rollins is flat. That's how I felt about Seth Rollins. I've said it here on the show, Mark. That's how I felt about Seth. My attitudes changed after what I saw last night. For him to take that crowd that was booing him at the beginning of the match and get 15,000 fans To change their mind and attitude? How many people, how many times have you seen in wrestling history where a wrestler was getting booed at the beginning of the match and they're getting cheered at the end? I mean, that's like, that's like Stone Cold Bret Hart. That's, I mean, he, right? Am I wrong? Was he not getting booed? Yeah. And then he got cheered by a standing ovation at the end of
4: that matchup last night. Wow. Man, that match was something else. Wow. It took my breath away. And it 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 revitalized my passion and love for wrestling. Yeah. Like that was, it was stellar.
2: Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
5: The longest
6: field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?